Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen and this is my podcast where I'm talking to people in odd spots, in odd places, odd locations, and other odd synonyms. On this episode, I talked to Jared Harrison, who is the founder of AM Through PM. He is an entrepreneur, an animator, a graphic designer, a clothing designer. He has made so much personalized art for me, whether it's a birthday card or just art that I can hang up on my walls. And he's made the cover photos of a variety of my podcasts. And this one, the Odd Spots cover, was done by Jared. He is one of my best friends. We were roommates for three years. He is the closest thing that I have to a brother. And it has been amazing to see the things that he's been able to accomplish and the opportunities that he has been given uh, because of his work ethic. While this is the 11th episode to be released, this is actually the official first recording of the podcast. I wanted it to be with someone who made me feel comfortable, one that I knew would be a strong episode with someone that was really interesting and doing really cool things, and I couldn't think of anyone better than with Jared. So you'll hear in this episode a couple references to it being early June Uh, We are driving around Orleans, uh, Ottawa, Canada in this episode, and so uh, it is not winter that we are hanging out on the side of the road on chairs and a table. This was a very sunny summer day. So because it was so long ago that we recorded this episode, uh, so many things have happened in Jared's life in that time that at the end of this episode, you'll actually hear an update on certain elements of the podcast that we were Jared and I recorded a couple days ago. So here's the episode. I'm here with Jared Harrison. Jared, where are we right now? What does it look like? What are what's going on around us, and what are these sounds that people might be hearing? Well, we are outside on a sunny beautiful day sitting right in front of oh, a car just went by we're sitting close to the road we're right outside henry larson elementary school yes yes the school both you and i went to yeah it's where we met that is where we met so the main premise of this show is that i'm going to record them all in different spots odd spots that's the name of the show but the original idea was that i would record them in the spot that i would pick would be based off of where I first met the person. But then that kind of became convoluted and possibly an issue for a lot of people. But for you, I already came up with the idea, and then I, so I wanted to go through with it. So my first idea of where I met you was on the school bus, because we took the same bus because we lived on the same street. Indeed, we did. Do you remember that? Do you oh, remember yes. meeting me and the first thing you said to me? Well, no, I don't no? remember the well, first I thing I said to you. But I, Do you remember I, your first I, impression I, of me? Uh, my first impression. I mean... Uh, no, I remember, you know, being friends. We were all uh, well, riding. Got this, like, uh, face you a little bit more, like, more like face in your mouth. Wait, look at you more? No, like uh, the the microphone itself. How face. Like face yeah. Oh, like pointed at yeah, me. Yeah, more, okay. like, more like, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to say that again, then? Um, what do you say? Well, actually, I'll get into that in a second. So what we're doing today is we're at Henry Larson, so we couldn't get a bus. Like I don't have a school bus to rent and then just go to the exact spot. I don't remember exactly where it was on the school bus. So what we're going to do today is we're at Henry Larson and we're going to drive to each of the spots and then take a break at each of the spots and I'll ask you different questions and set up at each of the spots of the bus route and then we'll end on Samard. 
Each bus stop. Each bus stop on the bus. Or, or like, I think I have them all picked out. If you, if I miss one, maybe you'll be like, I'll pull over here. Okay, and then we'll stop okay, there. But so I think I have them all picked out. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the first one for this that I want to go over is first impressions of me. Because I remember you. Do you have them for me? First impressions. No, I mean, no? I, I don't know. Okay, well, I, I got them for so. you. I got them oh, ready. Oh, no. So, I remember you being on the bus and being one of the kind of the louder uh, people that were usually in the back, like, laughing a lot. Like you usually were making people laugh or I was, I was kind of like nervous to interact with you at first. Cause you were very like witty and making people laugh and funny. You're kind of like joking and making fun of people. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to, it's got to make fun of me. And, uh, but then I realized you were in the other class. We were in the same grade and, uh, you one time, probably a couple weeks of being, me being on the bus at the new school, you're like, Hey, uh, is, is your dad Rodney Mullen? And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> Do you remember that? You don't remember that. So yeah, he's that's a, the first thing I said. Though, yeah, right? yeah. Wow. He's a famous skateboarder. I only knew the name because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Of course, the same thing. Classic for video game. Yeah. Yes, but our names are actually spelled differently. But yeah, so that's a uh, that's the first thing you said to me, I believe. <laughs> oh, that's pretty like, good. No, that is not my dad. Didn't get into the whole ordeal. So, do you remember anything else around that time involving that? Involving first interactions. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, just. Being silly on the bus, like you said, cracking jokes, uh, messing with each other, you know. Now someone maybe call it bullying, but at the, back <laughs> then it was just fun and games, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no. And uh, I remember it always being fun and funny. Like, we had a good group of people on that bus, you know. It was never a dull moment. So I think that's it for this first section. Uh, yeah, it's a nice Sunday. So sunny out. We're just sitting on a couple chairs outside of Henry Larson. Uh, do you know? Do you know the next stop where we're going? Uh, no, I do not. You don't know <laughs> the first stop of the bus. No, it's right behind my old house on what was Belcourt. So we'll pop up there in a second. Okay, so now we are at the second. St- no, no, the first first stop. Here we the, are. Uh, of the bus ride, we are on... What street are we on? Who knows? <laughs> what street is this? <laughs> I don't know. But it's right behind Frank Bender, which is where I used to live. Belcourt is what it used to be called. Formerly so, known as. Yeah, exactly. So, my first thing I want to talk to you about is kind of your do-it-yourself, I guess, not attitude or just way of life and thinking. Like, since, like, a kid, you were always making the birthday cards... For your for people's birthdays, like I have so many that you've made for me. That first you were doing on like Photoshop, or maybe actually first you were probably drawing, drawing yeah. them for your family. Pencil, paper, old fashioned. And you you just started doing that because your parents didn't like cards, like buying cards, or you were like we're always drawing anyways. So it was like a personalized thing. Yeah, I think it was a, a double thing. It was like, for one, I know they hated, yeah, spending money on cards, and like, I don't know, I've always thought that too. It's pretty like, they're almost impersonal, you know. And we all just go buy cards. It's kind of silly, but. Uh, so yeah, from a young age, they had me just draw them, and I loved it because it was a good, like, creative outlet, a good way to get that stuff out, and just have a good time and draw, yeah. Very personalized, because then after that, you went from drawing them to making them photoshopped. Like, I remember like, I have some specific ones that you did for me. It was, like, me and you and a couple of our friends, like, with, like, the Survivor background, George Costanza yes, was in yes. one. <laughs> and then you went to, like, painting them, so uh, you made one of, like, a Mad Men one for me, and, like always sunny or at least like for like christmas like christmas related or birthday cards like stuff like that became like more painting style and then even after that the most recent one i think you made for me was a junk rat and rick and morty mixed together 
Oh yeah, but that yeah, was like you probably over. did on your uh, like iPad or something. Yeah, some digital art. Yeah. yeah, so that was cool. So I think like where did that come from? Because you also have made your own skateboards. Like not only just like design them, and you've like you made the design for mine. Like you've made your own. Yeah, yeah, like cut them. Yeah. And- sawed them down and everything and polished them yeah so where did that come from like was that your dad always making stuff and that inspired you or did it like where did that begin how did you like you're really handy with tools and you just figure out a way it's kind of like how like school is meant for you to learn how to learn you've kind of learned how to do things yourself and then if you can't figure it out you try to find out how to figure it out yeah i guess that's true i never really think about how much i used to do that stuff and uh and i think uh i don't know there's just a joy that comes from you know, creating stuff, making stuff from scratch, and I'm an only child, and I, uh, you know, always, uh, I was always looking for something to do, looking at something to keep my hands busy. I had lots of energy as a kid, and I think my parents, definitely, both my mom and my dad, um, you know, pushed that make-it-yourself kind of attitude. I remember when I was pretty young, always going to those arts and crafts things they used to hold in the parks you know yeah, like during okay. the summer they would like, teach you how to make little crafts and yeah. little stuff like that and i think you know just being surrounded by so much of that kind of stuff early on really really stuck with me and your mom's really into recycling she is and yes. so maybe like you guys are probably uh i think you guys would probably go to a lot of uh garage sales right maybe you find stuff and you're like oh maybe we can reuse this or find a way to use something is that yeah. possible oh definitely yeah the whole like repurposing aspect of it as well yeah definitely and, I don't know, finding the creativity in that. Yeah, it's lots of fun. Is that, do you think, a big reason why you like Casey Neistat so much? Is that a big thing of what he does? He is, He's really do-it-yourself of making his own studio and his boards and cameras and his own look and his videos? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> These guys are funny. <laughs> the people in front of us that have their truck on that was just With there for a while. <laughs> and their, their shades and they're just staring at us. Yeah, we're set up uh, right behind my car on a street. With the, uh, We're on two chairs. We should take a picture of this or at least at some point. Maybe like outside of your, par- your parents' home? I don't know. Yeah, we'd okay. have to take a look. Well, maybe when we're there, we'll see if they can take a picture of us. Like of, of our setup at one spot. Yeah. Because... Uh, it's kind of, yeah, definitely people might be looking and <laughs> while we're holding microphones. That's what's funny. I've done this. I did a test episode in a bar <laughs> with my friend, and then like we ordered our drinks, then took the microphones out, so the next time the server came back, we were holding microphones. Oh, wow. <laughs> came back to a surprise. Yeah, it's a funny, weird look. Um, would you but say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The K- Casey Neistat, uh, he's definitely, uh, you know, he definitely... Uh, he, <laughs> Uh, Casey and I say, yeah, he definitely carries that, uh, you know, create it yourself, build it yourself kind of mentality, and that's super cool. Is there uh, anyone else right now that inspires you in a way of do it yourself? Anyone that you like look to to be like, oh, this person's doing so much cool stuff that I want to be more like them or follow like, their advice of how they make things? Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily how they make things and whatnot, but definitely with the mentality, like you mentioned, the whole uh, Gary V. You know, yeah. he's a entrepreneur, a motivator, motivational speaker, and. Uh, mm-hmm listening to his words definitely you know confirms all those thoughts or that feelings that we may have when it's like oh can i do this on my own oh can i make this it's like yeah just do it it's a better to get it done than for it to be perfect and that kind of thing you know definitely resonates yeah that's cool i think that's what's happening right now we'll see exactly. how this turns out yeah. look what i just saw at the back back of there, a truck right there i think it says fear no beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the Ooh, that's fear party. of being empty <laughs> mm-hmm. uh okay well that's uh that's it for this section we'll move on to the next stop which is actually just on the other side of this park right here
So we've now driven over. We're on the other side of the park, basically. Uh, next stop. stop. Next stop. At the next stop. Uh, but you said you, saw, you thought of something on the way over here that you wanted to mention at the, about the last stop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just about making stuff. Like, you know, we would also, you know, just make lots of stuff together. Like, we're driving through these streets, and it makes me think of all the... All the times, you know, we played imaginary games, we made videos, like movies, like parodies, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. It's just wild. Yeah. What are the games that come to, what was the first game that comes to your head that we made up? The the first one that we made up, I would say would be the one, there was like a patch of very dangerous rocks sticking out. The rock game. Yeah. Yeah. The rock <laughs> game where we would hop on these dangerously shaped rocks yeah. that were all just spread out within the park. I don't get it, but uh, we made fun of it for well, sure. Well, there was like a patch of like... 10 of them yeah right or like something like that all together like all clumped together and then one person would be on each corner of the rocks and when everyone would come up with two secret rocks that if you stood on the rock if you jumped on that rock you got two steps at a time and if you jumped on anyone's like hidden rock as like a bomb you're like eh, that's my rock and you have to go back then you have to remember okay what are the bad rocks and you're trying to make it to each of the other person's port and then get back to yours safely yes yeah, all with yeah exactly. and then there i thought you were actually going to mention the triangle in the grass game where one person's in the middle of the grass and there's two people on the outside chucking like nerf oh, nerf yes. set them around this like small little uh grass patch yeah and we had a variation of that on the play structure yeah there, where we'd throw the ball at them yeah exactly oh yeah that oh, was yeah. good through the bars sandman like obviously yeah. we didn't make that one up but oh there's another classic probably made our own variations of it yeah it's true yeah. and then yeah i always like having like a camera and just trying to have fun with it making you videos and putting them on youtube yeah exactly or even just making them for fun and and uh laughing at them later you know yeah <laughs> just together yeah yeah those were great um so my section right now i'd like to talk about is do you know what an elevator pitch is uh, not exactly, no. It's like the idea that if you're on an elevator, and so you only get that, like, 30 seconds to oh, pitch yes. your okay. concept to someone. Yes, in a very uh, short time yeah. frame. Yeah, if you're so, on, the, on the clock. So let's do a little, like, improv where you're getting on the elevator, and you see me, and I'm Gary V, and you want you have to pitch him AM, PM. A.M. through P.M. A.M. through P.M., sorry. Excuse yeah. me, sir. Have you even done your research? <laughs> I have. I just, actually, I wanted to get that, actually, so it is, that's the full, that's how you describe it. That's the name of it. A.M. through P.M. Yeah, that's the PM. handle, that's the name, and that's what it is, yeah. Okay. A.M. through P.M., you know, it's from the morning to the night, through it, all in okay, between. Okay, so, so, yeah, so, how do you pitch this to him? The name? Yeah, or am no, I just the, trying to explain concept. the name to him No, I mean, try, good luck with, yeah, in the 30 seconds, can you explain <laughs> what the name through. is? So here, I'm getting on. Ding, I'm going up to 13. Hey, Gary V, oh, how's hi, it going? Uh, pretty good, you? Hey, oh, great. Where My you, name which, is Jared Which one Harrison. are you going up to? You going, oh, I'm on uh, 16. You're on 16? Oh, yeah, cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, my name is Jared Harrison, and uh, I run this cool. company. Oh, man, this is not... Nah, you run like a this. company? What company do you run? I don't like this. I don't want to do, uh, <laughs> do a 30-second pitch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, let me, let me go again. Okay, okay. Okay, one boop, more time. Boop, boop, walking in the elevator. Oh, uh, I forgot. I actually got 13 floors. 14, even though it is 13. Clicking 14. Oh, hey, Gary. Oh, hi. Are you are you Gary V? I am, yeah. The Gary V. The one and only yeah, Gary V. Yeah, do you follow me on Instagram? I do, Good, I do. good, good. Yeah, want well, me to sign something? No, no, no autograph. Okay, Thank well, you. I just want a second of time. We're already at floor three, so. Oh, man, uh, I'm really burning through the time <laughs> here, aren't I? Oh, no. 
Um, oh, I, I'm trying to show you my Instagram, but the it's horrible service in here. The oh, Wi-Fi we're, we're must be bad. Six. I'm, oh, no. my, my, oh, I'm really four. sweating buckets now. What's your company? <laughs> uh, my company. My company. <laughs> No, I can't. I, this, is, this is too funny. I, I, can't. <laughs> I can't go through it. Yeah, go Raptors. <laughs> they had Raptors. Yeah, merch. the people driving by. Uh, okay, so okay, without the time, the time pitch. Now imagine this elevator is going to be a couple hours. Well, how do you start off the pitch to someone that you are like really like that you really would want to work with? Well, it's tough because with Gary V, it would take uh, quite a bit of amount of like pre-planning. I would say. Um, he's definitely someone I admire and someone like I, I look up to his business and everything he does. But, uh, in terms of what I do, you know, like the visual aspect, the animation stuff, I would, I would have to take some time to see how it could, you know, directly, uh, like work with what he does. Okay. Well, then not him. Cause just, that it's, it's, it's tough. always personalized to whoever definitely. the person is. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to just like package up everything you can everything possibly I, do yeah exactly i would say it's a case-by-case case basis okay and what in general is it you would say you do because sometimes you make music videos that are animated sometimes you're making gifs now you're yeah, doing a lot yeah. of gifs some gifs uh pretty much anything like visual like uh whether it's social media content you know little videos little posters yeah imagery like uh posters graphics illustrations animation cartoons all the anything pretty much visual mm-hmm. yeah uh, I tried to find the number, but I couldn't because I don't know where all the videos are that you've made and all the platforms, but just of what I could find and that were just specifically Lil Uzi videos, I added them up and they're just at least in the few I could find, they were they totaled 42 million views and that's just the few I found. So I know there's plenty more that I didn't add into this. Can you try to... Like how many more millions of views of videos are there in the total of all your things that you've worked on just from that? Because that doesn't even count because you've also done things in concerts, right? That are like the background videos yeah. for concerts. That, not even including all those people that saw those, yeah. but just, just internet views. Because again, those, that doesn't mean 42 million people watch them. That means some of the videos are people watch them over and over of again. Course, yeah. It could but be all still, one guy. It could, it could be all one just person. you yeah, watching me, it over and over bedroom. again. Yeah. <laughs> on a repeat. loop. Yep. Can you like? Do you have an idea? Have you tried to calculate them all up so that you have an idea of how many people have, or how many views there are, clicked? No, you know I've never taken the time to add them all up. I definitely look at them individually, and I mm-hmm. go, "Oh wow!" You know, it's always interesting seeing which ones get more views because at the end of the day, it's not really based on solely on the animation. There's so much else involved yeah, with the, the music song. and everything. Exactly the popularity of the song, mm-hmm. but it's always just interesting to see you know what takes what doesn't what people notice i it's funny to read the comments and see like all oh, these you know if people catch these little easter eggs i've put in or yeah any inspirations or anything like that that's always fun to see or sometimes you've had articles written about a video of yours and then people look way more into it and find meaning and symbols that you never create never came yeah. up with and they make it their own because it's Definitely. no longer yours now it's their idea of what that metaphor is oh that's just it yeah people interpret it a certain way and they stick with that they go oh this is what this person meant and they think they know but uh yeah we're all just making it up for ourselves but no, I, I should definitely take the time to do that because that'd be cool to see the the total number what did you say the out of the 42 million wow. in yeah, the combined crazy. probably probably only like six or seven videos i, I don't know maybe yeah. something like that wow it's pretty nuts uh, so yeah, like I said, you have like videos that I've played for people in concerts. What countries have those played in? 
Oh yeah. Well, uh, uh, I don't. To be honest, I don't even know all the countries because they're, they're in so many. Because it's, it's the same tour that a person's on, so they're using it a bunch. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And at the time when I created the stage graphics for Young Thug, uh, an American rapper, I didn't know. Like I was told that the graphics would be used on stage for one night for an opening show. It was kind of a small concert, a release party type thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And the next I see online the following weeks that he's performing in front of these visuals and. Berlin and uh, it, like yeah like in all the you know all these crazy places that I've never even thought about going to in yeah. Sweden and like all these crazy countries all over Europe and that's cool yeah, that's just wild that's very cool one thing and then this is the last thing I think for this section is kind of related back to the elevator pitch idea there's a cool video that your girlfriend took of you at a festival of you like chasing a guy who was in a cart and you were showing him like your your animations can you talk about what that was? Do you like what was that like? You were chasing someone who was like yeah. dri- getting driven somewhere. Yeah, and you're showing him. You're pitching him. Yeah. Work? So I guess it's true. You know, it you've does done something like back that. to the elevator pitch because that you know not only was that in a you know a short time frame, but I also had to keep up the pace of the <laughs> golf cart. I had to run after him yeah. and try and show him what was on my screen. But that's just it. I was just you know I was uh, really trying to make connections, and I I saw. Lil Yachty and the Migos, their manager named Coach K. Mm-hmm. I saw him there and I knew who he was and I had uh, I had my stuff ready to go. So I just, I ran after him and like gave him the quick spiel and and said, hey, check it out. And what did he think of that? Was he like, get, get away at first, like to this crazy person. Then he sees you yeah. actually have something like cool to show. Or? Exactly. Yeah. You know, at first anyone I would imagine yeah. if you see someone chasing after <laughs> yeah. you, your first instinct is, uh, okay, let's keep going. Stay away from this yeah. guy. But no, once he saw what I had to show him, he, he slowed down and he, he stopped the card and he mm, asked yeah. me to take down his number. And so that, that was, was awesome, pretty cool. Yeah. It, you know, just showed to keep running and, yeah, keep, go for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> super cool. Uh, all right. I think that's it for this section. Yeah, on to the next one. Uh, okay, we're at the next stop. We're here on Bromont Way, just off of Vizino, here in Orleans. Uh, now we know the. We just checked <laughs> to see what street we were on before we didn't know the names. Um, okay, so the next thing I wanted to ask you was about using social media as a job. Like that's what you've been able to do. Is you've been very like I haven't seen anyone else really do this, and I, I'm sure a lot of people do. Like some people, I guess. I'm thinking of like Instagram models, uh, particularly people that are able to make money off of Instagram. I don't. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I, I don't model. see it through the way you do it, where you were able to make connections by tagging a lot of people that weren't even the main person that with the main artist. You found their their videographers or their tag, 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 tag. Yeah, or I guess like the fan accounts for a type of person you were into, like a, a rapper, and that's how you would make connections. Yeah, yeah, definitely just finding the people uh, behind the artist. I found that yeah. was the key because you could tag the artist, but they're, they're you know, they're busy. so flooded. Yeah, they yeah. get so many tags every day. They're not looking at that. So, uh, you know, tagging mainly they're creatives, like people that would be, you know, like-minded. So like you said, yeah, they're photographers, videographers, people that work for the label that they're signed to, anyone like that. Like just somehow finding their Instagram handles and 
By just or doing Twitter some handles. research, like seeing who they're talk, hanging out with a lot or who they're, they just tag that they're, who the photographer is in their posts? Yeah, yeah. And some people, they make it easy. Yeah, they'll tag their photographers. A lot of people don't even tag who does their artwork or anything yeah. like that. But, you know, just looking on YouTube, there's often credits in a video yeah. or physical album artwork. You can always find out who shot the photo for that or who mm-hmm. did the design. So just, you know, finding those accounts, finding those people and making connections with them. Yeah. What are the um, the chances that you get credited in a video? Do you try to make that a priority for you? Like at the end of a music video, or for something bigger, you know, with something where I'm investing a lot of time and putting a lot of work into it, yeah, I would say it's definitely important to make sure that it's known who created it, especially mm-hmm. because that's a a very easy way, or not an easy way, but a, a good way to find future work is by having having those you know credits there that's how people find out who made it and definitely one thing uh so we actually we were roommates and so it's interesting where you would be working from your room all day and i'd get back and you'd be pumped to be seeing a person and and talk and ask me about what people i was talking to or what i was going on in my life and so a lot of people uh, we've talked about this in the past where we have our bosses and our jobs and we have to show up on time and you don't have the same setup of that exact way you have to kind of come up with your own hours, but you actually have so many bosses by doing freelance. You have to learn so many different types of people's way of communication and flow and or, and organizing, right? Yeah. So that makes it really difficult to adapt? Or how, are you trying to go back to the same people every time? How I is mean, that working? Yeah, it can definitely be challenging, but overall, I, you know, the... Is this guy going to mow his lawn? It, it sounds like it. Yep. Great. Okay. Well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, working with people can, of course, be hard because, you, like you said, there's all kinds of different character types, different people you'll meet that interact differently. But I think it's a, a fun part of the job because, you know, yeah, working from home, it's not always super personal. So taking the time to be able to talk to these people and find out more about who they are and you know interact with them personally that's always nice that's a fun part of it yeah do you try to get out of the house like do you ever go to the library to or uh, maybe go to a public place like a park like to try to get ideas or inspiration or hang out with friends like what yeah yeah it's funny you said the library because i know you know that i go to the library um, because (laughs) is that why i thought it was to get books like do you go there to do work oh yeah definitely because it's fun it's a change of space it's a change of environment and yeah, getting out if ever there's a creative block or like, you know, there's a uh, lots of heavy construction near my house yeah. right now. So if there's, you know, the the ground is pounding or anything like that, it's nice to just switch it up, find a new spot to work in for sure. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for this section. Um, I guess maybe. Nah, I don't want to talk anymore next to this guy doing his lawn. Let's just wrap this spot up and we'll head over to the next spot. <laughs> at the next stop it looks like we're on the corner of matisse and vigno i don't know how that's pronounced i tried asking you and i think you're messing with me um <laughs> so why are redheads called gingers you're asking yeah. me this question yeah wow um i don't know i've never done the the research on the backstory of that do you know i don't know oh uh, okay, well, if you don't know, then uh, nobody knows. Um, did people make fun of you before the South Park episode came out, which was in 2005? So grade five. 
Do you think, or was that the start? I would say that was probably that was yeah. That, that was the time when it became cool to make fun of yeah gingers, something you just Because sure. I uh, recently heard Bill Burr talk about again uh, an interview. He was saying he'll have like ugly people come up to him and make fun of him for having red hair. <laughs> it's like it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's such a weird. I mean, no, usually no like racism or things make sense. They don't start from a point of making sense. It's usually fear of others or just trying to make others put put others down and so that you don't get made i don't know yeah, to make themselves is. feel, feel better. better about yeah. themselves by being well they have red hair or that person's fat and at least at least my life's better than them but it's like i don't know it just seems yeah foolish yeah and no it's a funny thing to make fun of i think it's because it was so uncommon you know you would only have like one or two mm. redheads per class so minority is the easiest way to be able to do it yeah you know being different yeah have you bonded with people over that? Is that a thing where you're like, hey. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I have a few people that's like, oh, redheads, yep, unite. You know, like, got to keep the <laughs> circle tight, you know. Watch each other's backs. And it's, yeah, it's a. Uh, that's actually, it actually is interesting. Who are, uh, there's a couple of kids playing with lightsabers behind us. Um, who are some of the most famous redheads, you'd think, right now? Some of the most famous? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Bill Burr, one of the most yeah. famous comedians for sure. And then you've got Carrot Top, another comedian. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the... Uh, which prince is it? One of the... Prince Albert in a can? No, no. One of the one of the princes, either Harry or... One of those guys are redhead. They're pretty famous. I mean, they're part sure. of the royal family. I'm very familiar with them, but I believe you. Um, yeah, kind of speaking about Bill Burr, I want to talk about your work on, like, Ephesus for Family and things like that, like... Um, one thing that was super cool that I got to have is, uh, I think I've tried to explain this to you, but the show Mystery Science Theater 3000, the way that it's set up is they have a couple of robots and a human, and they watch a show or a bad movie, and then you get to see their outlines of them watching the thing, and then they just make fun of it the whole time. So I got to have that in real life with you, because uh, you worked on uh, the first first couple seasons of F is for Family. Yeah, the second um, one, yeah. Second, two okay. of it. You didn't work on season one? Okay, but your friends did. Friends of mine did, Okay, yeah, well, because exactly. um, so, they were over at our place, and when I got back with my friends, we sat at the back eating McDonald's while you and your friends watched it. So it was like a real-life version of this show where you guys were, it just came out, and you guys were watching it, and you were like making fun of the size of the outlets that were on the screen. You're talking, you're just talking really behind the scenes about what was going on. It was like cool to have like this mix of live MST3K, getting to see like, literally the back of your heads watching the show, and, and then like the behind-the-scenes like, commentary. The commentary. It was yeah. very cool to have this. Like, you guys don't even know what you're doing. You're just having a good time. This is how you would talk. And we're like eating McDonald's at the back. Going, this is cool and weird. This is like the show. Like, Yeah, director's commentary. Like, it was it was a cool experience for me to get to see. How was it working on that show and getting to do something that like our friends, we could talk to people all the time and be like, oh, we watched the show. And we're like, oh, I know someone who worked on the water effects of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. fires. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's been pretty cool because that's the type of thing you don't really always think of everyone that it might reach like mm-hmm. uh, a show like that you know it's they become kind of like iconic and it's i've met a bunch of different people that i would never expect to have watched that or be aware of that show at all and they're like oh i'm a huge fan and that's that's always fun yeah, to hear that's awesome what were some of the really cool moments i know bill burr came to the studio you didn't meet him right but no i wasn't there at that time but yeah bill burr coming to the studio or one show we worked on uh it was with um is, oh, Stupid Buddies Studio. Stupid, Stupid Buddies. Stupid Buddies. Yeah, it's the it's the guys <laughs> that did Robot Chicken. So there yeah. there was a, a project that we worked on with them, and that was pretty fun just to you know be well, going back and forth with uh, those guys. What there. was that project? Uh, that was for a lesser-known show okay. called uh, 
called Camp WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Still, with the WWE network, like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And you got and. I'd say like where like I mean one thing I really like I haven't seen enough of it but I want to watch more of Animals. There's another show you worked on that's an HBO show. Like when I looked at the cast, like all of the different comedians are on that show. Like I was amazed that like, how many people wanted to be involved in it. I guess because like the creators just know people. Is that yeah. the Duplass brothers or they're just in it. Yeah, and the show the show was you know that was a big part of it was all the different all the different you know. Uh, actors and celebrities playing the characters of these animals so there would always be different cameos different guest appearances and you know when we were working on it we didn't even always know because sometimes the voice the specific voice actor hadn't been figured out oh yeah so we'd be working on you know the beginnings of the show and not even know who would be playing this these characters and then you find out it's this whoever name maybe you're a huge fan of them and you're like oh that's so cool yeah exactly find out afterwards that's very cool um it's so funny because i remember before i think people were working on that show some people, some of your friends were like, oh, maybe even you were like looking at the animation style and going like, uh, I'm not sure about it. Was that you? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a rough, it's a crude style. Mm-hmm. So from a, an artist that, uh, you know, it's easy to, easy to look at it and pick it apart visually. But it, once you realize that it's not actually about that, it's like, oh, there's almost more to it than that. I find that, I mean, of course there's certain levels of it, but I usually find I don't, um, mind the animation quality as long as like the story and the comedy or whatever the the point they're trying to go for is, is there i mean obviously that if something's done on paint i'm probably not going to be watching that on youtube because i'm <laughs> not at a certain age anymore but yeah i don't know i, just, I feel like it, that it didn't really bother me but then you said you kind of turned your turned around on king of the hill also at first you didn't like the look of that and now you like it or maybe appreciate the the efforts that they go through to make it because they have a certain like bible that they follow yeah, yeah, and like, you know, it's easy to, when you look at something, if it's uh, not as aesthetically pleasing, like to your eye, it's easy to be like, ah, to write it off, ah, I don't like the style of that, but mm-hmm. like you say, it's so much more than that, and once you start to think of, like, the story as a whole, and all the pieces that fit together, you're like, oh, it's kind of, uh, it's like, it's meant to be like that, it's uh, like harmonious, and it's a, you know, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be the same if it weren't looking the way it did. King of the Hill, yeah, is a great example of that. What would you say are... Maybe not favorite, but like up there for like things you're like most proud to have worked on. Maybe not even your work, but be, to be a part of what team like you like. I mean, not, maybe not these shows or like just maybe if it was a video for with an artist or someone. What do you got up there for like one of your, it doesn't have to be favorite. I know favorites are hard. Yeah, like favorites are hard, but. Uh, something up there you're like, oh, this is one that I am so always so happy or proud of to tell people that I worked with or on this group. Yeah, I mean. Uh, definitely F is for family mm-hmm. is up there. It's tough because every project has a specific set of, you know, things that are so great about it. But F is for family just because of how big that show is. And, yeah, you know, all like the cool all the fun people I got to work with throughout it. it that one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Because, sure. yeah, you're working with a lot of your friends, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it was such a such a nice vibe, such a good day to day, you know, work atmosphere and all that. Some guy just gave us a thumbs up driving. <laughs> This is fun just doing this out here. People are like, oh, they're doing something with yeah. the microphone, recording something. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's it for this section. Now we're going to go to the next spot, which is like right outside. This is the end of your bus stop. Yeah, this is where I got off. So uh, I'll see you later. See you then. We're not going to talk on the drive over. All 
All right, so we are, we're at your stop right now. We're on our old street. We could see your, your old house from here, yeah? Yep. Hey, Mom, hey, Dad. <laughs> uh, there's a couple people about to walk by us. They're playing basketball and they're biking. That's the nice thing about this area, you know, like with the park here, there's just always something going on, always kids out and about. Oh, this is such a good sports. park. Like right across from where you used to live was this awesome, huge park. They, uh, basketball has two different parks like a bigger park and a smaller park yeah different age groups yeah mm-hmm. and then you had a tennis court the a tennis hockey court, rink yeah. at, uh, in the winter yeah the famous rocks that we spoke about enough room so for much. to play baseball like at, at the, uh, in the in the big in field the field yeah football um, any of that do you have any memories from being on the bus uh, from the bus ride like the people you would meet or I guess that's how you became friends with some of these people yeah even though we lived in the same area that isn't the best way to know but like oh well we're getting off down the road from each other so we live so close, why not hang out later? Yeah, that's just it. And some people you wouldn't necessarily be in the same class with them or mm-hmm. anything, but you'd see them on the bus, you know, almost an hour a day there and back, and they could be closer than some of your friends who are within the same class. Yeah. Definitely. There's a few characters. I remember uh, Brent. Remember, he oh, got yeah. off at the same stop, and yeah. he was a sort of a friend slash foe. <laughs> yeah. I remember him always being disruptive on the bus, but also entertaining. Yeah, he was definitely one of the people. Yeah, I was a year older than us, a year or two, and he was someone I was like on guard about. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, you knew... You know, new around him, you could definitely get uh, get pants or get a wedgie or, you know, you know, never know what could happen. I also really remember that's when I started to really find my own music and really oh, yeah. enjoy music for myself where it was no longer just listening in the car or at home to whatever, like, my parents had on. Yeah. But that's when I, I got a, I remember I got a Walkman at a garage sale and using that and listening to my own music. I remember getting an Eminem CD mm. at the time and listening to that and singing the lyrics out loud. on the bus yeah 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 definitely all of us like laughing at all the funny lyrics he would say or you know all the things that weren't necessarily appropriate for our age but yeah that's so funny on the bus ride home and definitely i've been listening to a lot of eminem recently and uh yeah he's got a lot of really funny lines definitely yeah um okay so my questions for this part is so we lived together for three years and so we were both only children and so it was cool to like lived together kind of like like a brother vibe where we were able to like hang out play like game video games together and really really be really creative yeah what were what was one of the best and one of the worst things about living with me oh wow damn that's tough that's uh well one of the best like you'd say like you said uh i would say probably the the brother vibe and the fact that you know we're we're very like similar in in a lot of ways so you know, living together is just, uh, you know, I found when oftentimes when I would want to hang out, you would also want to hang out. We'd be on the same page a lot of the times. And mm-hmm. and that was always fun because, you know, there's nothing worse than if you're always, you know, your opposites are always button heads and, and uh, not really meshing like that. So, yeah, always being able to hang out and just, you know, enjoy the time, I would say, mm-hmm. would be the best. And then the worst, that's like, that's pretty tough. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I'll take it. Nothing, nothing. No, terrible. no, not nothing. <laughs> I'm saying I just can't pick one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would say the worst, and it's not even necessarily a worst, but just like, um, would be like. Sometimes I would say maybe 
you think you say things, but it's really just in your head. And I know I do that. A lot of people do that. Like yeah. Say, maybe the we think the vibes out there. We think everyone knows what's up, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, didn't actually say that out loud. Yeah. And, you and know, then you can't read the other person's thing. mind. Yeah. And reading, then you think yeah. the other person would get. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Gotta work on that. Thank you, Jared. Um, <laughs> no okay. So one question or one uh, I heard on a recent. Uh, some people are like slowing down as they, yeah. they drive by to really get a good idea of what's going on here. This car crash that we're in. Um, I just heard a really good, uh, the newest Burt cast, Burt Kreischer's podcast. He had Jeremiah Watkins on and he had a really cool segment at the end that he kind of came up with on the spot, which was if we were to do this again, this podcast and let's, let's shorten it down. Let's say five years from now. Yeah. And you know, this will be your like seventh appearance on the podcast and you're going to, I'm like, Jared, what has gone on since we did the first one? What have, what's happened in the past five years? What do you want to be able to say? Like, what are your, like, if you get, if you have like your dream goal, get to say like, oh, I got to work on this video with this person. I got to work on this show. Like what would be some big like milestones or something like that, that you're hoping that you get to be able to say as like a cool, a dream like sense. Do you have anything like that? Cause we're in, have already done cool things. But, no, no, of course, definitely. Five years from now. That's a good question, and that's one that, you know, we always hear. Like, mm-hmm. even in school, they say, where do you want to be five years from now? But it's kind of a cool way to say, it. no, it's like, it's already happened. Yeah. Okay, and like, looking back. Yeah, you're looking back on the, the five years of the different cool things that happened to you. Like, maybe something's coming up soon mm-hmm. that you can't even fully talk about, but you're like, oh, that one thing was super cool, or I'm happy the success of this, or... Yeah. And I then think... I reached 100 million followers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I don't think anything Not like uh, that. Anything like that. Like, I would say just the uh, growth, like mm-hmm. to continue to grow and to be able to look back and reflect and be proud of what I did five years ago, like in the present, mm-hmm. you know, during well, this, this podcast. But to look back and, and reflect in a positive way, but also see how much was gained within the past five years. Oh, wow. That's a, that's an interesting answer. What do you. Do you, do you prescribe to the idea of like 10,000 hours being like working on a, your craft or the thing to be, to be good at just, it's just putting in the time? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of people say, Oh, it's a talent thing, you know, oh, born with it. Like, I don't think that's really true. Like, of course it can be for some things, but it's like, I don't know, for the most part, it's just the, the hard work putting in those hours for sure. How many hours a day or week or do you keep track of how long you're working? Because one thing that's kind of funny is <laughs> when we would hang out with our friends sometimes, like in our friend's basement, we're all hanging out playing games. You'd like bring your iPad and you'd just be drawing. Yeah. <laughs> like while we're all hanging out, you're like basically working, even though it doesn't seem like, like I know I just heard like a tattoo artist went on vacation and she couldn't help but draw her new designs because it's just, it's just what you're doing. It doesn't even feel like work. Like, do you know how often you're doing this? Like, it's, I know it's every day, right? Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think I'd say it's, it's something where you can put set hours. Cause no. like you said, it's, you know, it's a passion thing. It's a, it's a thing from within that ultimately I think, uh, a lot of us would be doing it whether or whether we weren't getting paid for it. Like that tattoo artist, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of them I'm sure would still like to draw in their free time and all that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could put a no, number. You can't. There's you know? no idea. No, yeah, just whenever it feels right, or whenever on, on I have the bus, to. like literally at any moment. Yeah, usually on the bus. Like, yeah, oftentimes when there's, you know, when you can still actively be a part of what's going on, but be doing that on the side. That's always fun. Sneak in those hours. One thing I find tricky whenever I have tried drawing things is knowing how to start. Like if you were to make, 
like Godzilla right now, where do you start on Godzilla? Like the frame of his like his body, and then you go from that and you go up to the head, or how do you figure out what when you when you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna draw this thing? Yeah, yeah, I'd say start off by thinking of the full image, like figure out what you know you want it to look like. Maybe rough it out a bit, put a few light lines on the paper, but then I would probably focus on like the the face for the most part and then just fill in the body work its way down how often do you make things and not know what you're making like do you ever just start putting lines out there and then and then you do add another line they're like oh this looks coming like this and then you come up with it or it's always like a pre-planned idea and then you go from the pre-planned or like do you ever free flow yeah no i'd say it's a nice mix half mm-hmm. the time it's a uh, It'll be, you know, there'll be an image in the mind, you know, something in, in my head that I want to get out. And then other times it's like, just, yeah, let's just go and see where, where the pen takes us hmm. for sure. Okay, well, let's see where this bus route takes us at the next stop. What a transition. Right now we are on another. We're at the. We're at my stop. We're still on Samara Drive, the same same road. I can see my old house from here. Uh, all right, so we're we're basically at the end. This is this is the last stop. After this, we're gonna wrap it up. So I told you this idea like a year ago, and I've done four test episodes since then, and this is the first official one. It won't be released first, but it's the first one I'm recording. How has this lived up to your expectations or what you thought this would be? Or? How's this going? Oh, it's been a positive experience for sure. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I think it was a little hard to grasp when you first mentioned the idea. Yeah. Because, you know, podcasts, like, we listen to them while we're mobile driving and all this stuff. But to do a mobile podcast is something different. Yeah. It's cool. It's definitely very different than what I had planned. I thought we were going to do this in the car and then it would be a much easier kind of set up and go, maybe even record while we were driving and you'd say things. But it's so hot today. I did not want to do it in the car and like have like the air conditioning on and be stuck in there. So we've been yeah set up on these two chairs and been setting up this table at each spot. And I think it's actually been pretty nice to be outside and have people yeah. get to kind of see what we're going, like what we're doing while we're sitting here and they're driving by us or playing with lightsabers or mowing the lawn. Yeah, definitely. Kind of cool. So before I actually get to the ender, uh, I just wanted to talk about this newest thing that I saw you had worked on for YG. That's the rapper's name. Oh, yeah, with the Uh, YG. With his Leo DiCaprio story. Yes, yes. Uh, I thought it was just cool. Transitions, the way you had like pizza be the transition to go from one thing to another. It was very like smooth or cheesy. I don't know. Um, One thing I thought was really funny is he had a... He talked about there being a spicy line, and then everyone in the line was jalapeno peppermen. Yeah. How did that come up? Was that you being able to be creative, or was this already an idea that they had, and you're like, okay, yeah, I can draw these peppermen? Because I think that's just a funny idea where he just, he didn't obviously never meant that when he said it was a spicy line. <laughs> this is probably one of the last things he could picture was it being pepper people. Yeah, definitely. So how did that come about? Well, that was an idea from uh, straight from the director of the okay. production, actually. It was like a, a small little a small little crew and uh he the guy ugly primo the, yeah the cartoon yeah. was based on his character and it's all set in his world it stood out very well like that little guy yeah like the character because i, noticed, I noticed him right away i'm like that guy is drawn or he just he stands out as his own like side character who was just kind of watching the things go on he was yeah. there and i'm like 
who is that guy? I got such a specific. And then I found out, I looked on the page and he's the main logo and character of this channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the character of it all. And uh, of it all. And uh, so for the Coachella video, they wanted to have him in it and it was, you know, his direction and everything, but uh, based around the artist. And then this one, it was YG. But uh, yeah, that idea was just too funny. Like when I first read that and when we talked about doing that, it was, it's priceless because it's those kind of visual jokes that are just so funny to me. Yeah. What yeah. Have you done anything similar to that that stands out to you as like a, a funny line that you turn into a visual gag? Mm, no, nothing quite like that because that, that's just, you know, <laughs> so that, that one was so unique and so yeah. different, so out there. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so now we're wrapping it up. The way I wrap it up is you're going to pick which ending we do. We don't don't read all these out loud. Uh, just tell me which one you'd like to do. I'm not going to explain what they are. Once you pick it, then uh, then we'll do that one. I've got seven options of uh, how we can end. So what do you like? What do you what do you got there that year? It stands out to you. Only only one though. Oh, there's there's some good good things here. I don't know oh. what any of them mean. No. But... <laughs> all right, let's go with. Be in the now. Oh, okay. Cool. So right now I'm reading a book called The Power of Now. And so I'm going to get you to read a passage of where I'm at. Just, it isn't, I don't know how long it is. We'll try to make sure it's not too long. What is this one called? This one's called Strengthening the Immune System. And it's, it's about a page and a half. Do you think that's okay? Could you read all that? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, so it's at the bottom right here. And so just, I don't know. Yeah, uh, right here actually and then so yeah it's about i think it's only a page and a half this section so it ends there so if you want to read that we could see what's going on in this book i'm reading right now yeah all i right. can try to hold it if no, you're, no, you're good no, okay just getting all settled okay perfect so, yeah so like you said strengthening the immune system another benefit of this practice in the physical realm is a great strengthening of the immune system which occurs when you inhabit the body the more conscious the more consciousness you bring into the body, the stronger the immune system becomes. It is as if every cell awakens and rejoices. The body loves your attention. It also, it is also a potent form of self-healing. Most illnesses creep in when you are not present in the body. If the master is not present in the house, all kinds of shady characters will take up residence there. <laughs> wow. When you inhabit your body, it will be hard for unwanted guests to enter. All makes sense so far. Um, it is only your physical immune system that becomes strengthened. Your psychic immune system is greatly enhanced as well. The latter protects you from the negative mental-emotional force fields of others, which are highly contagious. Inhabiting the body protects you not by putting up a shield, but by raising the frequency, uh, the frequency vibration of your total energy field so that anything that vibrates at a lower frequency, such as fear, anger, depression, and so on, now exists in what virtually is, a, is virtually a different order of reality. It doesn't enter your field of consciousness anymore, or if it does, you don't need to offer any resistance to it because it passes right through you. Please don't just accept or reject what I'm saying. Put it to test. Put it to the test. <laughs> There is a simple but powerful self-healing meditation that you can do whenever you feel the need to boost your immune system. It is partially effective if used when you feel the first symptoms of an illness, but also it works with illnesses that are already entrenched if you use it at a frequent intervals with, the inten with an intense focus. <laughs> wow, this is intense. 
It will also counteract any disruption of your energy field by some form of negativity. However, it is not a substitute for the moment-to-moment practice of being in the body. Otherwise, its effects will only be temporary. Here it is. When you are... When, it, when you are unoccupied for a few minutes, and especially last thing at night before falling asleep and first thing in the morning before getting up, flood your body with consciousness. Close your eyes. Lay flat on your back. Choose different parts of your body to focus your attention on briefly at first. Hands, feet, arms, abdomen, chest, head, and so on. Feel the energy inside those parts and as intensely as you can. Stay with each part for 15 seconds or so. Then let your attention run through the body like a wave a few times, from feet to head and back again. This need only take a minute or so, and after that, feel the inner body in its totality as a single field of energy. Hold that feeling for a few minutes. Be intensely present during that time, present present in every cell of your body. Don't be concerned if the mind occasionally succeeds in drawing your attention out of the body and you lose yourself in some thought. As soon as you notice that it has happened, just return your attention to the inner body. Wow, hmm. and that's it. Okay, wow. That was, uh, that's interesting. I have a hard time usually with sleep where I get so into my own head and I can't fall asleep because I'm just thinking about everything. And then when I wake up, the same thing where I'm just thinking about what am I going to do that day. That's kind of interesting to try to focus on something. What something you, like that, yeah. What would you take from that? I mean, it's interesting. It is. I I don't know. I don't lay awake at night, though. I fall asleep so very easily. Yeah, you do. (laughs) And I wake up so very easily, too. I just want to jump out of bed. It's crazy. Yeah, that is nuts. The amount of shows we've watched together, you've fallen asleep in just to wake up at the credits. Movies, too. (laughs) We've gone to the movie theater together and have fallen asleep before. Yeah. Yeah. There's really cool parts of this book. Um, Like, there was one on the bus. I was was reading part on the bus where it was like, okay, close your eyes and think about the next thing you're going to think of. And then I just sat there and there was nothing. There was nothing going on because I, it was hard to think of what you're going to think about next. You just It's just blank. And then eventually after 20 seconds, you start thinking of things. And that's what happened. I read back. He's like, so it took you a little while of nothing. And then you kind of found something after being kind of, I don't know, bored. Or, yeah. But when you're thinking about, okay, what's the next thought? What's the next thought? You don't have one because no. it's just the idea of being right now focused on what you're going to think. And so it's pretty cool and kind of, yeah, challenging at times to read. But there's really cool sections of it where this guy will say something and uh, then there will be parts in italics. That's the reader being like, yeah, but that doesn't happen for me. And he's like, yes, that doesn't, it's hard to do. Or, but oh, it, so it's somewhat of a conversation too. Yeah, exactly. Where it, he's talked to this a lot of, a lot of people. So he, he gets, he knows where things are complicated or where people like the common questions people have. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. And what, who's the author of this uh, book? Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. Okay. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, I just heard it like a comedian said he listened or he, uh, yeah, I've heard the audio book is actually much easier to digest it. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. And it's pretty interesting. Like, uh, I've done this now. Like, this is my fifth time doing this. And people have always picked a different one until now. This is the you, Nick Simmons had picked the other one in my test episode. And so it's cool. To, it's actually cool because I'm reading it. It's cool to hear other, someone else reading it out loud and getting, yeah. getting to hear it from you, from your voice. Definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. That's cool. All right. Well, this is the end, Jared. Thank you. Well, it's been a good ride. Thanks yeah, for having me. Thank you me. for doing this. And uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? If you want people to check out. Keep on rocking in the free world and doop do do doop doop. Doop doop. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how Nerdwire ends all yeah. this interview. So I have yeah. to do it for the Nerdwire fans. 
But no, no, this was fun. It was fun to reminisce. It was fun to be in some old places that we used to hang out together and used to, you know, pass every day on the bus. And uh, yeah, it's a fun experience. Yeah, this is definitely fun and weird. Yep. All right. Well, see ya. All right, Jared, it is almost seven months after we first recorded the last episode in June. It's now the end of December, and you've actually used some of the elements of this podcast in real life since then. A lot has happened. Yes. Um, so I'm curious as to, can you tell me a little bit about, you said you used the elevator pitch in yeah, real life. Yeah, that's crazy. Can you just so, bring that up a little bit closer to yourself? Okay, okay. Uh, how's this? Yeah, that's good. Awesome. So in what context? How did it work? How did it go? Well, it's funny, you know, back in, uh, it was in June. I remember we were talking about it and the Raptors were in the finals yeah. at that time. Everyone was hyped up about basketball. Yeah. Long since forgotten. But, uh, and at that time, you, uh, you know, we were both mutual fans of Gary V. Yeah. The entrepreneur. And uh, you brought up the elevator pitch, which is essentially just talking about the pitch in 30 seconds, condensed time, get it out. And at the time, you mentioned it, and I had heard of it. I knew of it, very familiar. Mm -hmm. But I was thrown off guard. And thinking back, I was like, wow, I've put in all this work, yet I don't even know how to, like, tell it in a condensed form. (laughs) Yeah. So I really, like, thought about it Mm -hmm. and and had that ready so that the next opportunity when that came up, I would be able to use it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah. and it worked out well or how did it go in that when you used it? I think just like, obviously it wasn't actually in yeah. an elevator, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, that'd be amazing. if <laughs> right? it, was. it would be too perfect, like a movie. But, uh, I think just like mainly just having that confidence, like realizing that, you know, there's something here and to be able to sell it mm-hmm. or not even feel the need to sell it, but just talk about it confidently mm-hmm. is something that i was like this is important to me so i should be able to speak about it as if so it's to articulate know, it properly exactly to articulate how important it is and everything we've built yeah so that helped so thank you Ryan. that's awesome yeah and another thing you also added up the actual views of all your videos and you found that it was over a hundred million views yeah. across all the platforms yeah and we were being humble because we're really we're we just hit over 150 but wow we thought 100 you know yeah that's a nice zeros is nice and yeah crisp. it does look nice but wow that's yeah 150 digital views. digital views yeah actually um hard Millions. to process <laughs> I uh, know, right? it's hard to imagine that just because if you're trying to picture like all the people in a room or like what how what how many people can that how many people that actually is or how many views and how many things how do you how do you explain what you're doing and how many people it's going out to to your grandparents oh interesting well my grandparents like they get it you know they've always been artsy types and forward thinking mm-hmm. my grandfather larry he's a businessman at one point he had five stores here in ottawa okay selling different kind of things so he's always been on top of like culture hmm. and the arts and music and whatnot so um they get it and okay. honestly i would say i use them as heavy inspiration because it you know it makes me feel like they could do it i could do it you know yeah. it's possible That's and cool. uh you know back to like the views thing but also just to like relate it to real life like I think it really hit me when one of our uh, one of our little animated loops was for used for a little Uzi song, mm-hmm. and it's called Twenty Minutes. Mm-hmm. And it recently, like the view count, just recently hit like a higher number than the people in Canada. Wow! So it's like to think that like 
the 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 equivalent of every person in our country yeah that so is even if it's only five people that have each watched the video like five million times <laughs> yeah it's still cool but to it's know not that, that. Like, no it's not <laughs> like, and it's cool yeah. to know that like even if it's not because of the animation it's simply mm-hmm. because of the popularity of the song it's like that's crazy numbers that's yeah. nuts and we did that here in ottawa like in my apartment mm-hmm. it's nuts yeah there's a lot going on and it you don't need to be in hollywood to be able to make something like this that can be seen by the world no exactly it's more convenient what i've learned like recently i've been traveling a lot and it's more convenient because you'll run into people on the street these opportunities that won't necessarily uh present themselves here in ottawa will in a place like la mm-hmm. or new york or even toronto in the art arts districts all that the entertainment areas but it's not a necessity like that can't be a hindrance you can't say oh i live in a small town so i don't have access to this pe- these people it's like mm-hmm. we live in a digital world so you have access to anyone yeah yeah it's really cool and so also in the past six months since the beginning of this episode happened you've been focusing more on your apparel line right yeah and so you've done several different things about that i think could you say what, what was like the first couple things though the first thing you made um Hmm. Well, I mean, initial thoughts were like, ultimately, uh, what I want to do is I always want to do animation and Mm -hmm. video stuff and digital content. Mm -hmm. But there's something that relates to me with like physically being able to hold an item. Yeah. And in music, like the direct music, like there isn't much physical, you know, connection to items. So we're trying to get more into products, into fashion, into things that people can feel and hold and Mm -hmm. and get a direct sense of, you know the energy and so uh i think that that's what inspired jumping into this uh these different avenues but i think the first thing i made fashion wise was probably just like putting our logo like a patch yeah of um the am through pm logo Mm -hmm. on black apparel and to just see how that would rock just a very clean crisp and simple Mm -hmm. simple line and uh I mean, we're about to drop that and we're really excited because we've had a lot of people saying like, oh, where's that at? Is it available? Yeah. Where can we get it? And, you know, the time is coming. The time is soon. So oh, we're excited. That's awesome. But then you've also done specific customized things for artists that sometimes you've done them beforehand, right? But then sometimes you've also done them on the spot in front of the person. Can you explain yeah. what that process was like where you just whip out some pants and then you start drawing on them? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Like that, when I think back three months ago, there's no way I could imagine that I'd have the confidence to do that because Mm -hmm. again, I've been working in digital content for so long where you can hit, you know, backspace and just like erase those mistakes with, uh, you know, traditional mediums and drawing on pants. You have one shot, one opportunity. (laughs) Shout out Eminem. No, but for real, uh, I think one thing that helped early on, like, uh, getting in contact with our friend, our mutual friend, Amanda Colley, Mm -hmm. uh, like, she is a beast when it comes to anything fashion related like yeah anything um like seamstress design like anything like together the the stuff we've been able to produce is just like on another level that i would never be able to accomplish on my own so you know linking up with her really gave the confidence and made me feel like okay like we can do this and then i posted stuff on instagram just like for the people around me and you know some industry followers were engaging with it and saying like this is dope so i knew we were we were on the right path and then uh we we went to like i went to a show with a friend of mine a dome shout out a dome he he's helped with a lot he's filmed some of the behind the scenes content Mm -hmm. and uh we went to a a saint john show in toronto 
St. John's, like an R&B artist from okay. uh, New York. And yeah, like I just painted the pants, finished them up that night, and then we headed straight to the show and got them in and got them to him. Yeah. And was able to like shake his hand and give him the pants and he already knew they were coming so he was excited for them and that was just incoming was pants nuts. yeah exactly he thought i wanted him to put them on he's like i'm oh. not gonna take off my leather uh. jeans i'm like bro no it's okay just hold them hold them it's all good you're expecting people to strip for you to wear your stuff yeah that's my right that's my motive that's what yeah. it's all about yeah. <laughs> but yeah that is super cool to see uh, like I've been able to do some of the behind the scenes also of, of seeing you come up with the concept and then Amanda make it on the spot is exactly. to me it's yeah just uh, mind blowing that that you guys can just work that fast and so uh, seamlessly together. Oh, very good, very good. Yes, no, you're totally right though, Aaron. and and that too. Like it's great to be able to share these experiences with my friend experiences with you know friends and whatnot and family because like you for example you've seen as you just said, seeing the progress and seeing how things have built up. And you also know Amanda mm -hmm. through, you know, just mutual friends and all this. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we went from like, oh, being buddies to Amanda and I being like business partners yeah. and you witnessing it all mm -hmm. and being a part of that and helping us to document and bring mm -hmm. it to the next level is just nuts. Really uh, like team mentality, you know? And it was super cool. You were just showing me some pants you have earlier with, um, oh crap, what's the, the wording for how they're done? Like how you ha what, like what you made the stencil the stencil for oh the, yeah with, with the stencils yeah so like you'd been doing Biggie all smalls. these stencils from when yeah when we were younger like so many years ago and then kept them all and now you're still using them for all these different clothing things which is super cool and I guess you just kind of in the back of your mind like maybe I could use these again and you're using them for a whole different way which is a really cool way of doing it when, yeah. um, at one party you had here you had all these fabrics laid out on your bed when we were going to do a photo shoot and we were looking at them all and you said your goal was for billy eilish to wear am through pm and when i heard you say that i was like what an out of this world goal like to just even think that that was like amazing to me i'm like i would never think that high but then like i i listened to a podcast with gary v talking about how he wanted to his goal was to own the new york jets and i'm like yes. okay so when you have something like that that you can aspire to and now it actually it is in your realm of possibility like do you do you have a goal after that do you, or do you just have like so many going on at once that you can't even process how many goals you got of all the things you want to do uh no i can process them but yeah. i think for me the goals are you know ambition based and so mm -hmm. like i would say they're goals slash ambitions mm -hmm. they're not things that i'm relying on having happen mm -hmm. in order to you know get to the next level or make make me feel like it's going right but yeah. the things that I think setting goals that are both achievable as well as a little out of this world keeps us like on the right track in terms of like getting that shit done that we need to, but also like uh, trying to reach for the stars and get get the things that do seem unachievable, but that totally are, you know? Yeah, but even just saying it out loud, you're making yeah. it closer to a reality than exactly. keeping it in your head. Because thoughts cool become thing. things. And, yeah. You know, when you verbalize it, you know, it's it's now out there in the world and it's it's true yeah. and like for example one thing that was just so crazy this happened uh, like two weeks ago i was in toronto with my buddies mm -hmm. and there was a rapper he's a rapper and like internet guy named icy narco okay. and he's like some blue blue haired dreaded guy with tattoos mm -hmm. and he really likes icicles he's okay. icy narco right yeah, so he likes sure. snowflakes icicles he really likes frozen the disney film i imagine Big Olaf fan, but 
but, but, but for real, so he DM'd me. He sent me a DM saying, yo, I love your direction. It's so different and creative and new. I'd love to work together. And you know, he's got half a million followers on Instagram. He's got the blue check verified. So it's like, okay, this could be a potential real client, you know? Yeah. It's cool that he's reaching out like this because usually I, usually I get... Um, I get in contact with like management or someone from the label or someone from the creative team, but to get a message from the artists themselves is like not as common. So that was pretty cool. And so I'm in Toronto, I'm at my friend's house, I'm with Adome and Camille, mm-hmm. and I'm there about to show them this DM from IC Narco. I'm yeah. like, do you guys know this guy? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of him. So I go into my DM request to show them. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, there's another blue check. Mm-hmm. And you might've seen this cause we, I, we filmed the moment it was insane after when we saw it we had my buddy just filmed pulled out his phone and started filming yeah and there was another one on top of it in the dm request and it was jake paul and i thought it was a fake account we all said this is fake for sure said what's up brother what's good yeah and we click on it it's jake paul's official account 12 uh 12 million 12 million followers and uh no straight to the dms asking for my number and i was like what the hell that is so yeah just kind of crazy and surreal like sec like having to do double takes as to what and how (laughs) like how this happens yeah you know and it turned out like i asked him i said jake right off the bat i need to know how you found me how you found my work because you know i don't have that big of a reach on instagram Mm -hmm. the people that need to know know but I don't expect to get like celebrities and internet yeah. sensations, YouTubers, you know. Yeah, directly right? reaching out. And he said, I saw it through the Uzi video, the EXO Tour Life wow. video that's now two and a half years old. Yeah. That I made back when we were living together yeah. in our apartment and on baseline <laughs> in my bedroom. That was the first thing that happened. Wow. And it's like the first opportunity in this industry of music is still getting opportunities because he watched that mm-hmm. video and said, wow. And then looked in the description and clicked the Instagram and hit the DM. And that's not someone from his team. That's not someone who's paid to do so. That was Jake Paul himself. Yeah. Like he felt like he needed to. And he was like, mad respect. He was like, bro, that video goes hard. And I'm like, this guy's showing more love than a lot of these, you know, a, a lot of people with a lot less. And it's crazy. It's yeah. Just nuts. That is truly amazing, Jared. <laughs> I, I congrats. Actually, no, no, like no, it's, no, no, no. I'm not trying to. No, I know you're not, I'm not trying, trying to be big head, but it's but just like the fact that people see it's it. It's hard not to. You know? Like I'd say, it's something that's so uh, literally like a global thing. Or someone the like that. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And I'm excited to see the things you you're doing, and I'm excited to wear some of it. Yes, sir. and. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. What was the first recorded and now released in this way is the eleventh, and. uh Happy New Year. Yes, sir. (laughs) On to 2020. Let's get it. Thanks, Ryan. Love you. See you, Jared. Love you, too.